I can sell, sell. I can sell, sell. Hey, welcome to Make It So So, podcast about the not so good episodes of Star Trek. Today we are talking about trials and tribulations with this episode 5 of season 6 of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Cisco and crew travel back in time to stop an assassin from altering the, the timeline and killing Captain Kirk. But first, my name's Newman. Oh, I'm Dan. <laughs> hey. hey, I'm Beth. And today we have a very special guest star on our episode, a uh, longtime listener and big time fan, Catherine. Yay. Hi, I'm Catherine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hello. Hi, thanks for joining us today, Catherine. We're really excited to have you. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much. I feel honored. Yeah, very cool. We should shout out, let our listeners know too that Catherine did pick this episode today, so we're um, really excited to review it. Um, Catherine, why did you pick this episode? Um, so I really like DS9. Mm-hmm. So um, I would have loved to um, watch a really good episode with you, but since this is the Make It So So podcast, I picked one where I thought we would have a lot to discuss. Yeah, and that I feel a bit conflicted about, and I know we're gonna um, give our take on it later, so I don't want to spoil oh, much. Wow. But okay. yeah, I thought this would have a lot to talk about, um, and that's why I picked it. And it's kind of mashup yeah. of like two different um, series, so I thought that would be interesting. Maybe yeah, yeah that's the main reason. Yeah, yeah, cool. So uh, first impressions. Yeah, so this episode, I'm really glad we picked it because it does marry two different series together and i didn't hate it like it's not great and not a lot happens but it's also not too terrible and i one thing that i really liked is the way they shot it like the cinematography they used they tried to make the the ds9 shots even look a lot like the original series shots and i just thought that was Mm -hmm. kind of a fun thing to do and added some continuity there were definitely some areas where they could have added a little better continuity i think um and i really want to talk a little bit about some of the costumes um because i think that would be a lot of fun so uh, yeah i it's it's not great but i definitely didn't hate it i'm curious to hear what you guys have to say cool um i i don't even know if i liked or didn't like this episode yeah. uh, <laughs> it's very neutral it, it's uh, it's really well made and i can tell a lot of thought went into it mm-hmm. and i i like the premise kind of but it opens up some big questions mm-hmm. that yeah. remind me of episodes i would not like at all okay so okay. yeah there's my first impression uh sure. yeah Catherine, what'd you think um so i've seen this a bunch because we've watched ds9 uh like the whole series maybe five to ten times i don't even know so I, but it's not when i go back to yeah. it's not one <laughs> it's not when i go back to right so when you're like oh i want to watch a ds9 episode that's not what i would pick mm-hmm. so i think it's actually really it's so so like i again like okay. i like the cinematography um yeah. i think some of the characters are a bit whack like Mm -hmm. dax and the doctor in particular Mm. um and we can go into detail later if that comes up i there's a few things i don't know i think it's a bit of a fan service also and it feels a lot like that so actually at the premise i would argue sounds like to me it was like okay we have to put this together somehow because somebody met this actor in a pizza parlor and they thought about (laughs) doing a 
original episode and a DS9 episode for the anniversary, and that's what they came up with. You know, it's it didn't organically come like of a storytelling point. Mm -hmm. So we can talk about this later too. But um, yeah, so I think it's really so so. Okay. Yeah, Anna. That's cool. my impression. Yeah, perfect. Uh, I'm gonna actually say that I like this one a lot. Um, to oh. the point where I, I think Yay. I think everything works and nothing doesn't work. I think it's really well done. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. I, I, yeah. I, I think really? it's really good. I think it Maybe we've been reviewing bad episodes for I, so long that, could, that like our the mean that, of the group, the distribution has shifted a little bit. That is heavily oh. possible. Um no, okay. I I think it works as fan service because this was the 30th anniversary episode. Um mm -hmm. so I mm -hmm. think it should have <clears throat> been um okay. And I just think from like a technical level, I think they did a really good job with because uh, I watched the Trouble with Tribbles immediately before watching this one, and mm -hmm. it is like That's probably it's smart. seamless. Like for the technology of that time, um, mm -hmm. they made this in '96, so you kind of had to take that into you know account. But like they rebuilt the mm -hmm. sets like as best as they could with like, with like magnifying glasses and like I, I think it's as a as a homage. It's pretty incredible to get it that right um yeah the, the, the story i will admit is a little lighthearted. but well and just light in yeah. in general like but, like yeah. what impressed me was definitely what you're mentioning the look and yeah. feel of it more so than the story they yeah. were telling but i mean um, to that end the original episode was also extremely lighthearted. so i feel that it was mm. kind of cool to kind of have like a spiritual sequel to that episode so yeah sure. I, okay. I thought i thought it was great so yeah. yeah i think it actually shows up on like the 10 best episodes of ds9 mm -hmm. yeah it does. frequently so i think besides uh, looking at us how we find it um i think general in general people like yeah. it i think it was well received as well as far as i can tell yeah hmm. yeah absolutely i mean like people wrote books about this episode there's like a book about just the making Whoa. of this episode <laughs> so huh. i kind of want to read it now that's interesting wow. i didn't know yeah. that yeah <laughs> I, I I read the first seventeen pages because that oh. was what was free and available <laughs> on Google. <Yeah. laughs> nice. And how was it? Uh, it was yeah. lame. Okay. Yeah. You had to, <laughs> had to be there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you had to. Be <laughs> All right. So let's get into yeah. it. So um the yeah. Uh, I will oh, sorry, say this one I think has like one of the longest cold opens ever. Yes, right? it does. The cold open is so long. I think it's about five it minutes, is. which is which is a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there, so how does it open? Up, so yeah, yeah. Newman, how does it open? Uh, so it opens with the uh, Department of Temporal Investigations. Uh, who does? Mm -hmm. Okay, stop okay, right sure, there. Let's do it. Okay, can we talk okay. about these guys? Sure. <laughs> Why? What? I don't understand. Okay, so, what, what is their job? So this is an overarching Starfleet branch that um, exists through all the shows, um, and they are responsible for observing any time discrepancies that might be happening and um, like re record what changed in the past or the future based on interactions with time travel. So do they do they show up in TNG? They show up in Voyager a bunch, Voyager I think. Voyager a ton. Okay. Don't they? A ton in Voyager. Yeah. Wait, hang on. How do they show up in Voyager when no one knows where Voyager is? Voyager, so there's... 
There's a few. But because they know when it is. Like, couldn't they be rescued so, if they go to Voyager? Don't, don't really think about that one. So, okay, all right. Never so, mind. so there are a few episodes. There's one in particular where Seven of Nine goes into the 26th century, I believe, onto a Federation oh. time ship. That's a great episode, actually. That's okay. an awesome yeah. episode, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. They're involved in that, and mm-hmm. uh, they don't go back in time because they don't want to alter things. That's like their official reasoning. Um, okay. You know, so... Right. Uh-huh. That, that is the but, general, like, rule of right. thumb with all time travel media. Right. Couldn't there is, be these... Wouldn't that be, like, okay for a rescue mission? And couldn't they... If they know about it? Well... I, I, mean, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> like, I don't have to logic this. Like, <laughs> um, so, can, can this department of time mm-hmm. cops actually, like, time travel? <laughs> so, or are they just observing and reporting on other people breaking the rules? In the future, yes, they can time travel. Because spaceships are more time ships in the future. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. now, okay. like, and now meaning DS9 era, I don't believe they can. Mm-hmm. They just kind of track any discrepancies that have been recorded Wait, but if they but, can't how can others what do you mean like so it's not that they can't they just don't right because if they're tracking time discrepancies and other people who are moving through uh-huh. time why why would they not be able to move through time uh, uh, I don't I don't believe in the next gen era that they can travel through time, but they they are okay. very good at noting discrepancies. How how they do that, I do not know. But that's so that's but, still kind of weird though, so, because we so just s- reviewed an episode where TOS travels back in time. Right. So theoretically like, so yeah, anyways. So Starfleet cannot travel through time at this point. I don't time. believe so. Time. No. I but, think this is the first time they show up actually in at it, all, right? Okay, in Star Trek. You could be right. You could be right. Okay. I think it's okay. I think I read that somewhere that this is the first time there's like um uh Scully and Mulder team. Yes, yes, yes. By the way, it's like mm-hmm. a, right? They right. they play with the names. <laughs> yeah. They they show up. Um but I don't remember them from any series as much as from Voyager. Where mm. it, and then it gets also in Voyager. There's episodes with them that are seem very complicated, also. Yeah. In terms yeah. of time travel and how that works. That's true. So they are heavy in Voyager. But, They're also heavy in Enterprise. I, I know that for a fact. Because oh yeah, that's true. There's there's see, a time war. Just, huh? That just blows it out the window too. Species. Because Enterprise <laughs> is the fir- <laughs> like Enterprise chronologically is the first thing. So like it's like an arrival. Like you know, an arrival. It's like mm-hmm. as soon as the person as soon as uh amy adams character like understands the language and can like yeah travel through time or whatever as soon as that happens then it always happens mm-hmm. it's like always existent the, it would work the same way in enterprise so like what well, i don't know mm. it was, okay yeah it doesn't make a lot of sense but, so so starfleet cannot but other species can um well, that that the, the well, what, what the, the orb the orb of time the time orb the ooh, right right yeah, the time yeah, stone the, yeah. right yeah. So the time stone. So some people can time travel, but some people can't. Right. Okay. Right. Just wanted to I clear that. I don't have up. a reason as right. to I why. <laughs> I just That's and, fair. And the people that can time travel are not necessarily basically taking over and winning. I don't see how that would be. Maybe they're not evil. That the people okay. who, the people who, sure. who built the time orb uh maybe yeah. did not ha- did not have bad in- bad uh you know 
intentions with the said They were orb. really just protecting it from being used or something like right, that. Exactly. They're the Doctor Strange of the universe. Yes. Of this universe. Protecting so, time. Yeah. Okay, so the person that time traveled <laughs> in this episode yeah. with the orb <laughs> stole it? That's what it seemed like to me. Okay. Yes. Okay. Good. Okay. Yes. Right. I'm sorry. We have it. We can we fun. talk uh, one sentence talk into a, the episode? A bit about the time cops sure. jokes slash not jokes. Oh, they're great. A little bit. They're like they come on board and they basically make time jokes, but then get upset about other people making time jokes. Well, yeah, like, because Zach says something about them being right on time, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. being punctual, yes. and they're like, "That's not funny." And then they said when they're mm-hmm. talking to Cisco, they make a time joke, and then. I don't know. I don't know. Just, it really, it really very much confused me. Well, since um, they're the, I, I, I wrote down lame joke Dax as a note <laughs> because I thought it was really lame. That's right. But yeah. Also, they, one note. of yeah. them takes uh, Cisco's baseball. I know that's a minor detail, but mm-hmm. I feel like that's like a power move. And I, I was wondering actually Absolutely. at that point if that Asserting happens dominance. in a lot of. I think Gul Dukat does the same thing. He does, yeah. Right, where it's like whenever they want to show uh, Cisco that they're like you know mm-hmm. um, like a power move, they take his baseball from yeah. his desk. You, just, which is, you don't really touch weird. a man's baseball, okay? It's just that's like it's you know, right. it's, it's, well, <laughs> maybe it's to like show that they have some kind of authority because at as right. of this yes. moment, I don't understand why he cares what they think. Yeah, yeah, they're. So they they do have kind of like they're 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 kind of like a CIA of of time, basically in Starfleet. So they kind of do have I mean, overarching power. I mean, I, I get that means. I get uh, <laughs> by the end of the episode, uh-huh. they find out that everyone made all these terrible decisions mm-hmm. to do with they time. All broke their and rules. They're just like, ah, we forgive you. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and like, I would have done the same I, thing. I, <laughs> like, what? Then you need another job. Uh, and Cisco basically tells him too, like, I don't really care what you're gonna say about this, and they're like, Yeah, you shouldn't. <laughs> I mean, so weird. I think I the episode shit. needed a uh, a framing device, and I think mm-hmm. that this was the yeah. only way to tell the story to someone else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they could have just not just recorded to... it. Period. Yeah, that's what I thought. He could have just <laughs> have a logbook, right? Like make a log right. entry, like in other episodes, they where they talk to the camera, actually, right? Like yeah. break the fourth wall right. and talk mm-hmm. to into the camera. Yeah, true. All right. So, so we met. So we met the time cops. So, yes. yeah. past second one, um, they go the time into recorders. Uh, They're not even cops. Yeah. So uh, Cisco basically tells them. Um, the story of what happened. So we've mentioned a mm-hmm. little bit of it. Um, they were on their way back from Cardassia where they picked up the time orb, um, which are orbs. Well, one of many orbs made by this alien race that the Cardassians stole from the Bajorans. Um, mm-hmm. They're bringing it back to Bajor. And mm-hmm. um, we meet, uh, I don't forget, I forget his name, the human, non-human, um, oh, the uh, his name is the bad guy, basically. Devin? No. Yeah. Devin? No. <laughs> Arvin? Sorry. Yes. Uh, Darvin. Darvin. Yes. Darvin. I was yes. like, it's not Devin. Thank that's you. like that's a normal name. So, <laughs> although we don't know it's him, right? It's, we don't, we, it's, we don't know it's he him. has some other like super generic name, like yeah, I don't know, yeah. Buddy Walker or right. something. I don't remember. Yeah. So. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack about this episode, and Catherine mentioned a little bit of it. Um, 
they did see this actor at a pizza restaurant eating. Oh. Yes. <laughs> and they were planning this episode and they walked up to mm -hmm. him and it was kind of like meant to be. Um, <laughs> so because this actor was also in the original um, triple episode mm -hmm. as the bad guy. So right. they were like, well, this is, this is a, you know, an incredible, you know, uh, twist of fate. Why don't we just ask him to come back for the 30th anniversary special, which yeah. I have to admit is pretty incredible that that actually happened. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, that's kind of like the basis of the whole episode, really. Um, mm -hmm. I thought they hired someone who looked like the original guy, but it was the original guy. And I was like, that's pretty awesome. Um, yeah. So it turns out that this character, um, has kind of had a vendetta against what happened for a hundred years. Um, I don't know. Uh, quick recap, because I haven't seen the original episode. Okay. Uh, he was a bad guy. Yeah, he was a bad guy. To kill the Starfleet or something? Um, so the original episode is kind of convoluted, but, but basically it involves uh, poisoned grain that mm -hmm. um, was going to kill a lot of people. His plans got foiled because the Tribbles ate all the grain, and then that's how they found out that the grain was poison. Poisoned. So basically, so, he was he was like a he was a were uh, were there not replicators in Kirk's time? I don't believe so. Not the way that oh okay next okay. gen. I, I wasn't sure why there would be a storage of grain. I don't know if it's a replicator, okay. but they do show even in this episode like a food production unit. Yeah, yeah. But right. I don't know <laughs> if it's exactly a replicator. But it's. Well, I thought they were okay. transporting right. the grain. In the original episode, for other people, no, yes, could be wrong, right? right. Correct. Okay, oh, yeah, so they're okay. okay. They're hauling grain from place to place. They're basically like a cargo ship at this point, right? Um, right. Wow, that and seems then, super mundane for what the Star mission Trek. is, right? A bit. Well, it, it turns well, out maybe yeah. it's humanitarian. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> to, to boldly go deliver food. Hey, you, you, got, <laughs> you, got, you gotta do what you gotta do. I mean, yeah, to to maintain it's like to. <laughs> It's a pretty pretty fancy Uber Eats. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my god. So so not, uh, not yeah. to recap the whole oh, that that whole episode, but but so that so um, this character turns out to be a Klingon who was modified to look human. Um, human. They catch him, and ever since he's been trying to kind of get back to that point to get revenge on Kirk for catching him. This is his. Right, they caught him. They caught him because the Tribbles don't like Klingons. Exactly. Right. Correct. Yes. Yes. And it so, set into motion yeah. in his life, like exile, essentially, yeah. and bad things. Yeah. He's just been sort of like stewing ever since. Right. As as Catherine just said, when Kirk walks by him with a Tribble, it kind of like growls at him, and that's how he knows mm -hmm. that that he's not human. <laughs> so we should say so the backs. Worf explains the backstory for why Tribbles hate Which Klingons. Which is hilarious. I, I it, <laughs> yeah, the Klingon, Tribbles like overtook yeah. uh, the home world and they went to war with Tribbles, which is pretty hilarious. Right. But they just like systematically eradicated all of them from, they, right. from their planet. They were just an invasive species, essentially. Basically, it was basically um, a Tribbles genocide. It was, exactly. Like, it really was, yes. <laughs> which is really They went to the home world. Yeah, which is really which sad. Which they take... Very yeah. lightly, also, I would like to there, say. Like the Jabashir makes a joke about it. <laughs> sad. It's, they're an, they're an ecological nightmare. No, but they're but they're so yeah. like they're so sweet and cute. 
you know. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, until, see? until they destroy your planet yeah. and all of its resources. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Who cares? Oh, so, <laughs> okay, so so this is a a surgically altered Klingon yes. to look like a human. Yes, which mm-hmm. sounds like the least Klingon approach that I know of. I totally agree. Aren't they like brute force, mm-hmm. just war lords? Yes. Not afraid. Um, so was this just yeah, like I don't a think random they do like many... rogue agent or? I think so. I, I, I think this, oh, okay. this Klingon, I could be wrong. I think he was acting on his own, um, you know, um, agency to go in here and do this for, for the honor of the Empire. Yes. Okay. Because yeah, it seems like. Super like tradition and honor based people. I feel like making right. yourself look like a human would be like the worst punishment i think he was and being a spy is just wouldn't fit i, I think know. he was hoping right, because yeah sorry beth go ahead they don't seem like the type that would go on many clandestine missions to me like no you know what i mean no. <laughs> yeah it's I, I, not the way they play i think he was hoping to maybe achieve that after the fact like oh look at what he did his uh his his cunning was 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 worth it in the long run mm-hmm so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was very concerned with a statue, and I was like, "Yes, <laughs> would he want like a, a human-looking statue <laughs> right. in like right. the Klingon Citadel or whatever it is?" Right. All yeah. right. Anyway. So, that would be very confusing. Yeah. yeah. That's the premise. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> that is the huge setup. Uh, yeah. So they take aboard this this guy mm-hmm. who's po- he's a Klingon. This guy from the original series. Now yep. he's older. He's the older actor who's playing himself again. Mm-hmm. He looks like a human, but he's actually, spoiler alert, he's actually a Klingon disguised. Yep. But they don't know that yet. So right. they they say when they pick up the orb, they also pick him up because he is a stranded human mm-hmm. on Cardassia. Yes. And they are going to take him back to DS9, and then eventually, hopefully, he can get back to Earth or something. Correct. So he comes on board, and he starts basically, like, pretending to be a human yeah. and complaining about coffee, Cardassians, drink Hot fish, hot fish juice sauce. in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fish juice or something in the mm-hmm. morning. Delicious. So he immediately orders a Ractagino yeah. from the replicator, which is Klingon coffee. Mm-hmm. We find out. Um, and then he starts talking about how the Klingons really know good coffee, but then immediately insults Worf like right in front of him and says like, but they're a filthy creature who smells bad or something like yeah. that. And Worf looks really upset about it. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, yeah. No, and- his, his whole cover was really dumb. Every time he sees a human, he's like, cool, smooth forehead, dude. Like, I'm so glad we're not like those Klingons. It was a great cover. I'm so glad we don't have a buffy forehead. (laughs) Yeah. It was great. Yeah. The doctor and O'Brien are sitting there uh, after he leaves, and they basically tell Worf that they think he smells nice. Yeah. Like, but also not nice. Yeah, lilac. Exactly. Also peaty. They say you have a peaty smell. Peaty, like as in moss. So he smells like earthy with flowers. Yeah, I guess. Right. I, okay. I'm, I'm sure Worf smells great. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Why not? So, sure. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. So essentially, we're back on the bridge on their way back. Um, I don't know exactly something with the chronotons. There's a chronoton, um, but basically, someone someone activates the the time orb um that's what we mm-hmm. come to discover um mm-hmm. but the cold open ends with a shot of the enterprise on the view screen the original enterprise um yes so if you're like a viewer you're like oh my god that's awesome um luckily mm-hmm. they were cloaked or else that would have 
had a lot of repercussions for the future. <laughs> so, yeah. And huh. yeah, that's, I think that's all that happens, right? Yeah. Well, at some point <laughs> O'Brien and um, Bashir are egging Dax on to like tell, cause Worf did not like being told that he smells bad um, to tell him that he smells bad or something. And Dax is like, no, I'm good. I, I can make him upset on my own enough thank you oh yeah right yeah i, yeah. I forgot about and that th part. that's that's really about it yep. but uh yeah so now so they have gone back in time now correct yeah they have okay they have actually traveled back in time 200 they, light they, years they, away and uh which i don't know how the time warp can do that also <laughs> move them through space yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess it's the orb. Space time is all the same thing. It's yeah. Fine. I guess it's the yeah. orb of okay. time and space. Uh, well, actually, theoretically, too. So if you take that the universe is constantly moving, right. it's possible that they were in tech. They didn't actually move the ship, but they moved right. with space somehow. Right. So that would make sense. It's actually. like, yeah. it's like okay. if you truly went back in time, like a week ago, you'd probably end up in space because that's where, you know, the earth was a week ago. You know what I mean? So, so yeah. now we're back in yeah. time, so, right? Okay. right, right. <laughs> yes. So uh, they do some research um, on the Defiant. They figure this all out pretty swiftly, pretty which fast. I I yeah. could I could say is probably a one one problem with the episode is is uh, yes. Is, yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. So they they catch on to the guy uh, Darvin, yeah, Delvin, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, and I guess he immediately tells them his plan. That's, like that's something villain. I really thought was weird. Yeah. that I don't remember that from when I first watched it. But like now that I've watched it twice again, yeah. I'm like, that doesn't make sense that he tells them the whole thing. Right. Like, Wait, yeah. yeah. So they, I, the, they do catch the only him way first? It would happen this fast as if like they like tortured him. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Star Trek was really known for just, waterboarding. Yeah. Right. They, Maybe they, they gave him hot said, fish juice yeah. or something. Oh, yeah, that's the fish juice. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> like, here, have they some fish juice. Tell fish. us your story. Yeah. So, yeah, they're basically like, uh, we don't think you are who you say you are. Yeah. He's like, you're right. I put a bomb in a triple. Mm hmm. I, I, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Okay. Wait, so, it's when fine. did he have time to do that? Well, wait, okay, wait. So, they catch him once. And he tells them the plan, but then does he escape again? I don't remember this. No. No, 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 no. They 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 deduce most of it on their own, but then when they catch him a few like mm -hmm. a, a bit later, they um oh. they find out that he hit a bomb in the in the in the in the one of the millions of tribbles. Um Okay. But But they don't at first okay. All right. they realize that, okay. that he is this same person from a hundred odd years ago before and that the reason okay. they must have gone back in time was because he wanted to assassinate Kirk, which is why they have to go onto the space station and, and find, you know, find him and or Kirk and save him. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Yeah. So, so now, now <laughs> actually, no, now we know the premise of the story, right? They're looking for a bomb okay. and a triple. Yeah. Right. Wow. There's a yes. lot in this episode. There I'm just is. curious as to like when he would have done that because it seems like they caught him right away. So I don't understand not, necessarily not right like away. how No, he was he okay. went over there for there's like two acts before they 
physically oh, apprehensive. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. We just made it sound like they do it. Like, yeah, no, it's not, it's not two acts of like a minute has passed. No, no. Okay. But they it. figure out right. what's going on very fast on their own, which I thought yes. was a little yes. like, okay. Okay. How they, Weird. how they know that, but whatever. Okay. Um, all right. So they, uh, fashion themselves all very nice looking, original star trek outfits which i thought was really cool yeah um it's a- dan is frowning <laughs> are okay. they all so, are, are they, they all <laughs> nice looking because what Worf is wearing uh-huh uh is, <laughs> well, is blowing my mind well yeah okay. now, <laughs> I, yeah i saw um, the guy from the original episode that mm. wore this like it's essentially a vest made of large pockets <laughs> mm-hmm. the pockets are huge yeah. like it doesn't make any sense yeah. they're mess- yeah. yeah. Oh, and, oh, it's so good because Odo's wearing the same thing. Yes. And mm-hmm. so it's it's literally like like you could fit I don't know a large textbook in every pocket. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> and Odo sneaks this like he doesn't like luggage. Some kind right. of like machine. Wear what? I don't know everything. what. It's like a bomb detector, mm-hmm. I guess. A scanner yeah. or and something. Yeah. It's so good because he's not using any of the pockets. He like <laughs> slides it from like underneath his shirt. Right. <laughs> he had like fifty That's options, stupid. and he chose none of them. Although to be so fair, <laughs> to be fair, maybe maybe Odo made like a little like um like skin pocket for it to go inside of his body. He made his skin pocket. Yeah. You know, even that's yeah. even creepier. So just, right. just saying, <laughs> we just can put it in a regular pocket. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, no, but yeah, there's definitely the they, uh, the getting dressed montage. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I I kind of love it too because um they put on like the big boots from the original series which are super fun and mm-hmm. they get the like crop flare pl- pants and then they show Dax getting ready who's mm-hmm. putting her hair up yes, basically like do. in a beehive mm-hmm. which is great super super good um so they put her in one of the original series uniforms which is basically like a super mini skirt yeah um which i always yeah, thought it- was really an odd choice for a, a well, functional work uniform. You got to look at what the fashion was uh, it, in the 60s. The context. Yeah. yeah. Right. Was, no, like, in, in 2018, that's like handing that uniform to a person's uh, misdemeanor. Right. But yeah. <laughs> like, back then, it was, it was kind of the norm. Exactly. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, it's just weird to me. I'm like, how are they able to do any of their job in that thing? Right. Unclear. Yeah. I'm very unclear. I have to, <laughs> I have to say, though, um, when I was 13 and I saw this episode... Dax oh, in that yeah. outfit. I'm sure you loved it. <laughs> was was everything to me. It was. It was so I'm, I, sure. I'm assuming you, you missed the next part of this episode when you were that. I don't, <laughs> perhaps, perhaps I come, right. I come back one minute later. What happened? No, I'm just kidding. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Too much. So uh, yeah. Too much information. Sorry. So essentially, <laughs> so uh, uh, new crew yeah. is is on the ship pretending to oh no they're well they're looking for the bomb that, right they, they have yet. to explain first too like some of these uniform things so because in the original series the colors were different all oh, right uniforms. Right. so yeah so command was yellow or that like gold color correct and then uh the red ones were like the ensigns and stuff and they're, they're opposite so like they have to explain to bashir that the mm-hmm. colors are different and he makes a joke about it oh he says i'm a doctor not a historian which is like a direct reference to original series which i thought was great 
It was uh, okay. cute. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. So that was, oh, yeah. Dan didn't pick that up. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I couldn't yeah, imagine they had a specific up. color for historians, but I guess they did. I don't know. No. <laughs> no. So doctors, medical yeah. and medical's blue and yeah. it stays blue mm-hmm. throughout the, the into TNG, but it's the, yeah, the gold and the red switch. And then, so in the original series, Weird. uh, the, the doctor is like his cat, his catchphrase is i'm a doctor not a blah 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 yeah jim ta- yeah. usually talking to kirk um yeah. so anyways they just had bashir do the line yeah so which you know right. you know what's weird is that um bones doesn't really say that all that much in the original series but it's become such it's a it's more in the movies such a you think just no like he doesn't he doesn't say it that much like ever it's just it's okay. become such a thing with his character that mm-hmm. like that's why i think they threw that in there but yeah, you know, right. yeah, because he he was on screen a lot. Yeah, and most of his screen time was him being an idiot. Exactly, and that was like yes. the most like positive part of his character. Well, Is that Ryan? Right. I mean, most of the episodes we've reviewed with Bashir in it kind of definitely portray him as like a very foolish or foolhardy for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Anyway, oh, actually, so they're, yeah, they're on not the looking ship. for the bomb yet. They're looking for no. the guy. No. They're looking for him. Oh, yeah. I'm confused. Right. So, yeah. so they, yeah, okay. So we, we jumped the gun a little bit. They don't catch him right away. Um, mm-hmm. when, when the bar fight scene scene comes is when they catch him. So we should say though, oh, yes. at this point they do a really good job. So this is, this is the point where they shift like the cinematography a little bit. So they, mm-hmm. half of them go onto the, because the, the enterprise is orbiting around a space station. Mm-hmm. Um, so half of them go onto the station and half of them go on to enterprise. Cause they're, un- it's unclear where this guy actually is. He could be in either place. Yeah. So, so they, um, why can't they yeah. scan? Can't they scan they when they're close? Some- Excellent question. Uh, good <laughs> yeah. question. Yeah. They, they said say something that, about this. Yeah. They could have scanned the Kirk's ship. The mm-hmm. uh, Enterprise? No. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they could have yeah. scanned the Enterprise from the control room, but they couldn't have done it without being noticed and, like, messing up timeline stuff. Oh. Oh. So they could scan their own ship. Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, they also okay. Because they, the guy... they can't beam over, so that's why, like, they wait for the cycles to beam over, right? Because right. The, yeah. the cloaking device, and then they wait into the cycle. So I was wondering why... I mean, obviously for the story, they have to like blend in and do right. all that stuff. Make I get that. Mm-hmm. But I, I like, I didn't notice that before, but now watching it again, I thought, why didn't they just scan it? <laughs> like, like, you know, yeah. right. I'm sure there and was they... interference of some, yeah, okay. <laughs> right. some sort of interference. Reason. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. They do say too very conveniently that the guy, when Darwin left the, uh, defiant, mm-hmm. he wiped all the transporter logs. And I was like, why do you guys need O'Brien, the transporter chief, if Oof. his job can one be automated <laughs> and two be done by someone with zero skill and make him essentially untrackable? Well, like, what is the need for he's O'Brien? Just a greeter. Yeah, exactly. He's a Walmart greeter. Right, he's a Walmart greeter. Right? I will again put a plug for O'Brien at work, the funniest comic on the internet. <laughs> that is right. Because that is he basically comic. poses these exact same questions. Yeah. Um. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um yeah so they are wandering the halls of the, the 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 enterprise and the others are going to the space station um yes. i think the 
seamlessness that they're kind of like inserted into the background of stuff is very well done here um and it looks very grainy like the color matching is the same it's got that like kind of washed out yeah old tv color feel um they non you know very low def kind of feel absolutely Um, they it looks really good they hired a cinematographer for this 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 episode that has worked in like older camera techniques which is Mm. why i think it looks so good um they purposely used old film too yeah uh this morning i i watched a like a half hour tv show from Mm -hmm. 96 about the making of this episode oh cool and uh the the creators of the show were a little skeptical about doing this whole premise yeah but a cinematographer and some other people put together a short scene where they inserted a person into the old triple episode Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so he showed him this this scene and uh i think it was uh ira something yeah, Ira, Ira Bear. Stephen Bear. Yeah. Oh, Stephen Bear, yeah. Oh, St- Stephen Bear and mm-hmm. Ira something. Uh, and they didn't notice, like, why the guy was showing him the clip. And then they went back and said, like, oh, well, right. that guy right there? He's that guy right over there. He's He was not in the original series. Oh, that's awesome. And that's what kind of, like, sold them on the, the yeah. concept being believable. That's yeah. awesome. No, I mean, it does... That, that is definitely the, my favorite part of, like, this whole episode. Because the story is not very well fleshed out not that's not well fleshed out it's not very deep there's there's not a b plot like we're used to in star trek you know it's like very straightforward it's a little there's not many plot elements really there's or there's not a lot of twists yeah there's not even that much dialogue to be perfectly honest you know what i mean it's um but it looks really good right it's it's all meant to be i think a tribute and and nothing more and i think on that level service it, it it works pretty well yeah you know yeah, yeah. Um, I think so too. Um, like the whole what you talked about earlier with um, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a historian, yeah. I'm a doctor, yeah. and all those yeah. little things that if you um, have watched Star Trek for a long time, you just appreciate that. You get that chuckle and like, oh, that's exactly fun, right? Yeah. Right. So yeah, mm-hmm. I totally Definitely. agree. So um, we're wandering around the the deck, the ship, yeah, and uh, specifically Bashir and O'Brien. Are on an elevator, right? A lot, a turbo, yes, they a are. turbo lift. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, a turbo <laughs> a lift. A lot, yeah, yeah. They're on there a lot. That's true. Absolutely. They only and... have like three sets to work yeah. with people. <laughs> they they run into a a girl. Mm-hmm. I forget her name. Well, first and... they can't work it. Oh, okay. right. They can't work yeah. the turbo lift. Right. 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 So they get in the turbo lift and they say like deck ten or whatever, wherever they're going. Yeah. And the turbo lift doesn't move. And they're like, they just say it louder and a couple more times. And then they start to try to take apart yeah. one of the control panels because they think it's broken. And then funny. this very pretty woman walks in yeah. and shows them That's essentially right. that you have to grab this handle and say where you're going and hold the handle. Yeah. And then they look very embarrassed for yeah. not knowing how to work this antiquated piece of technology. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that joke happens a lot, right? With a communicator, yes. where he's yes. like touching his desk. And yes, then, yes. I mean, that's, that's, and that's fun. I, I like those oh, and, scenes. Yeah. And Dax, like, waxes poetic over the tricorder that's like the yes. size right. of my laptop. Exactly. And she's like, oh, it's black with the chrome yeah. finishes. Yes. And it basically looks she's like weird. a radio. She's weird in this episode, I think. I don't like Dax. She is... I usually like Dax, but mm-hmm. she's so weird in this. Like, also later on when she talks about the Kl- the Klingon that's on the ship. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know if, when we get to it. Like, I think she has a few dialogues where, like, 
few talking points where I'm like, is this, what is happening with her? She's, okay. she's so, very nostalgic in this one. Yes. To, yes. Yeah. Yeah. To shed some light on this, uh, in the little documentary thing I watched, mm-hmm. uh, that the, the intent was that Cisco and Dax would represent the two types of Star Trek viewers. Okay. Ah. Is that because it was the 30th anniversary, mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. people had, you know, grown up watching Star Trek sure. and some people had not. Mm-hmm. So Cisco kind of represented the the new people that while they they knew of the old series, it was right. not like a nostalgic th- nostalgic thing for her, uh, him. Right. Dax specifically said like I understand why you're not as excited as, as I am to like meet Kirk and Spock and all that kind of stuff because I, I lived during this time. Yeah. So yeah, it's that's easier true. for me to like want to go back cool. to it. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in that context, it's kind of neat. Yeah. But before yeah. I knew it, it just seems like Dax it was weird. reckless and wanted to ruin Ooh. the timeline. Right. Sure. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. That's true. Agreed. That's true. Also, um, I've always thought this odd, but I, I guess it's because her, her or Dax, I should say, it's not necessarily her and Cisco have like a long history, mm-hmm. but I always think it's odd the way that she talks to Cisco and how like informal she is to him um, yeah. because it, he is the commanding officer, you know? So even if your friends sort of like outside, even if you do have that friendly relationship, like when you're working, you sort of address the formality and then when you're not working maybe be a little more lax so i was i just i don't know it just caught me as like very odd yeah, and i, I know well, she's done that i before. think that cisco Com- lets it slide though because he's that was his best friend like truly yeah. his best friend so i think cisco lets her be that way do it yeah like, i mean i get I mean? it but right. i don't know it's and just, just comparatively their ages like he's a child right. compared to Dex. Yes. right yeah that's true like it's yeah. it's basically his his teacher like his his yeah mm, mentor yeah she's yeah. she's his yeah. life coach you know what I mean so you yeah. know so when it's just weird for her to do it in front of other officers yeah yeah it's kind of weird True. it's a little disrespectful but yeah. whatever so could is there any way we could go back to the uh, the turbo lift with sure. uh, oh, yeah, and O'Brien <laughs> yeah let's go yep. Now, you mentioned this uh, attractive woman that they met. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and she's quite attractive. Bashir is buying what she's selling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. He is into he's, her. And, uh, he's buying what everybody's selling, though. He mentions when Dax comes out a, in her uniform. He's a free love future guy. He likes, about he likes it. it all. That's right. No, I, <laughs> I'm okay with him liking Dax, mm-hmm. but <laughs> he recognizes her name. I think it's, is it, yes. is it, is it Watley? Watley, yes. Watley, yeah. And says, "Oh, that's my grandmother's name. Mm-hmm. Great grandmother, yeah." And that does not deter him in any way. Hell no, nope. man. He he wants <laughs> he to get with his grandmother it. hard, right? <laughs> and, and, and O'Brien is basically like, "No, dude, you can't do this. Like, yeah. you might mess up the timeline." And then he just says. But what if I meant to? And if like I it's don't, time... I won't exist. I think his, like, logic, his logic paradox doesn't make any sense. Sort of thing. Like, oh, see, I think his well, logic like... is sound because he wants to exist. If he doesn't, <laughs> no, if he okay. doesn't do it, he might not exist. But well, if that's no more likely the... than him not having sex with his own grandmother. Well, true. And turning out fine. <laughs> true. He just really point. wants to have sex with his grandmother. <laughs> yes. Right. She's also his so great grandmother as yeah. well. She's oh, not, sorry. She's his regular grandma. So that's but not, I mean, that like, changes everything. That's not even related. That's so far, you know, past the <laughs> lines. It's fine. Oh my God. Uh, oh my God. I, I, I'm going to disagree with you on that. I know. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm joking. <laughs> All right. 
totally it's joking. fine you know yeah i i haven't met your great grandmother maybe she's a foxy lady i'm sure she was amazing. possible yeah um so there's a lot of these kind of scenes where they're just like interacting with um old crew and stuff mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so there's one kind of one that's kind of like foretelling of like actual future events in in, in real life so when when mm-hmm. Dax says how handsome Spock is, mm-hmm. um, ah uh, yes, that that actress mm-hmm. uh, later marries Leonard Nimoy's son in real life, Adam <laughs> Nimoy. Mm. Mm. Oh, that's crazy! And they got married this year. Yeah, so it's crazy. Oh. This year? Oh, like this? this like just recently? Yep, yeah, this year. Yep. Oh wow! Holy. So that's kind okay. of neat that she got to say that you know Leonard Nimoy was handsome yeah. and then marries his son. That's that's pretty cool. Oh, it's kind of <laughs> like so. There's. I, I think you know. we talked about Doctor Who the last time we recorded an episode, but in Doctor Who, there's like a similar thing where in this episode called The Doctor's Daughter, mm-hmm. uh, David Tennant meets this young woman and she is the real life daughter of one of the older Doctor Who actors and they are married now. now. Oh, that's cool. That's um, awesome. So she is the Doctor's daughter and she marries David Tennant, who was the 10th Doctor. So that's anyways, really neat. this is kind of fun. That's cool. Yeah. It's yeah. an interesting tidbit. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. awesome. Anyway. <laughs> so I, I, I wish um, them, I wish both couples well. Um, <laughs> so, and there's another, I think my, the funniest scene like this was mm-hmm. when um, Bashir and O'Brien are fixing like, or, or scanning yeah. this sort of like coil thing. And, and Ensign mm-hmm. walks up also trying to do the same thing. And O'Brien has no idea what's going on. And he unplugs the lights yeah. in the hallway. I thought that it's, was pretty yes. funny. <laughs> I like I like that too. From like a story like setting perspective, I kind of like that. There's this scene where Cisco and uh, Dax are walking through basically the hallways of Mm -hmm. the ship, and you can tell the like they want to make it look really crowded and the hallways to be like small, Mm -hmm. so they pack in like a lot of extras. Right. And I thought it was like a fun touch to talk about like how the ships have changed over time and how like so much smaller. You know, it's yeah, 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 and it's very you know it's very mm-hmm. likely that like the first enterprise would have been way smaller than what like the galaxy class starships are today. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, but that anyways, was, yeah, that was, I just thought that, that was, was kind really of fun. Cool. It was like, yeah. So they do some like fun camera work, I think to, to like throw it back even farther to mm-hmm. what the original looked like, which is cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. So, uh, O'Brien and Bashir are taking apart this panel yeah. because they're trying to, scan the ship what are they doing or the space station what are they doing i didn't really know exactly i just thought okay i i don't know why that scene was in there yeah it just seemed like filler that didn't it was matter a a lot of these scenes like that i think are filler just like hey like here's a funny thing um yeah and fan service as well right like it's yes it's 100 percent fan service yeah yeah so yeah so they they take they go in this like corridor and they take one of the panels off and O'Brien starts playing around. I think they're trying to like, yeah, scan something or whatever. I think so. And O'Brien starts complaining about like the configuration of the wiring, yeah. I guess, because it's, you know, it's a couple hundred years older than what he's used to. So it's like a little more difficult to see the wiring or whatever. Um, and a red shirt comes around the corner mm-hmm. and basically says like, hey, what are you doing? Like, I just the duty roster said that this was my responsibility. And then 
he also asked why Bashir is scanning with a medical tricorder. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was a very reasonable question. Um, and then he basically says something, Oh, I'm not actually scanning the ship. I'm scanning him. Cause I'm doing a study on stress and work. I thought it was like funny that. too. I yeah, thought it was a yeah. good idea. It was cute. Yeah. And the, Oh, yeah. can we talk a little bit about what the other guy is holding? He's holding this yeah. scanner that has, it looks, it's like the size of a dinner plate. It, and it, it looks, looks like a like, like a like a like a Roomba or something. Yeah, like, it does like kind of look like a Roomba <laughs> with like three pointy <laughs> edges. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just think some of the prop work they did was was kind of fun too. Some of the yeah. older, I think that thing stuff. was in the original series. I'm pretty sure. I think they uh, okay, cool. used that to yeah. scan stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So O'Brien, yeah, accidentally unplugs some stuff and like cuts power to the whole corridor. Right. And then says, oops, plug it back in. And they sort of like play it off at he's overstressed and can't remember anything and then quickly get out of there before yeah. the guy catches on. Although he seems pretty suspicious. Yeah, yeah, just, they, they didn't want the fans to, you know, think that O'Brien was too competent. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. Yes. So <laughs> they had to knock him down a peg and I, from being the useless person he normally is. I think that exactly. line that he says where he says it seems like it's all just kind of like thrown together, I think was kind of like a, a little nod towards Scotty because he's basically mm. just like a, you know, duct tape kind of engineer. I think that's mm-hmm. what they were saying. Like, look, okay. look done. Yeah. Look at the crazy. What I think is funny in that respect is we have so many episodes in, um, in all the series where they find other alien technology and they immediately seem to figure out how to operate right. it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then they have some older technology from their own context right and they're like flabbergasted and they're like right. I, we don't know how to operate this <laughs> what is, yeah what is I this that, nonsense i mean yeah. you know i totally agree and like no one <laughs> knows anything like like, like yeah like what like like uh even like cisco hits his like hits his badge but it's not like yeah well that could be habit honestly i think that could just be habit but still yeah yeah, yeah. it that i think that's quite, he, quite funny he doesn't yeah. notice like wouldn't it feel different because the badge is like just it looks like embroidery and the yeah. is probably metal. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's yeah. like, how did you not notice right away that that was not the same thing? Yeah. Anyways, fun times. So uh, I yeah. think we get to the bar. Yeah, this is where the yeah. actual we have to talk about Klingons progresses. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's. Um, so yeah, O'Brien and Bashir stumble across Odo yeah. and Worf. Right. And honestly, they have a really like awesome reaction. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. guys, like we've been like running around the ship trying to find I, I people love that. and you guys have just been drinking here for three hours <laughs> right. it seemed very like current and casual like it's i love great. that mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's great. so good <laughs> um so well, yeah, the, they, they... odo and Worf explain that they have reason to believe that darwin was in the bar because right. someone else had ordered a rectagino right which isn't you know in this era is not probably not very common because it's a klingon drink and the klingons are enemies um or Mostly enemies at this point. Yeah. Um, so they're like, we have reason, you know, if he was here before, if we wait, he might come back essentially is their reasoning. So they're just chilling, right. sort of like surveilling the place. Um, although it does look like they're just sitting there drinking and having a good time. I mean, I would be, so I can't really blame them yeah, for doing why that. Not? Um, <laughs> not on a ship that you believe there's a bomb well, on. Well, no, true. Yeah. <laughs> although, although to be fair, they don't know about the bomb yet. They catch him and then they find out. Oh, about the bomb. that's right. My so, bad. Um, I need a I need an orb so I can get my time. Yeah. Can, we, can we back up for a second? Because sure. I think have we gotten to the point where Dax and uh, uh, Cisco run into Spock and Kirk? Have we got there yet? I mentioned it a little bit. Okay, I wanted to talk just for like a very brief second uh-huh. about Kirk's outfit. 
Yeah. So Kirk. good. I think he he yeah, Kirk. I think he so he's wearing the Captain V. Yeah. Which is like <laughs> It's. I think it's a show of dominance, maybe. Like how deep this V is it's on his V neck. Pretty epic looking. It's, it's pretty good. Basically, at his belly button. And I kind of want to me, wanna like, get that shirt oh, for myself. Oh, you so. definitely should, Newman. It's <laughs> like, it's just amazing to me, like how Kirk struts around in this outfit because he's wearing like skin tight pants. Yeah. And this, the, it's basically like a wrap sweater right. with. Yeah, it's a V-neck like wrap sweater that you would see like on a ballerina. Yeah. And it's got like a buckle that fashions it together on the side and it's a different color than everyone else's too. So it's I was like just greenish, like greenish. Yeah, it's green. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's like a yeah. greenish yellowish color, but not the same gold that they wear like right. in the command. Mm-hmm. Um I, I don't know. I, I just, love it. I loved he, everything about it. It was he amazing. He pulled it off. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. He, you Definitely. Everyone in the room knew exactly who ran that room. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's a power move. It's yeah. a show of dominance. The deeper the V... <laughs> The closer to God, no, I'd like the deeper. I, I mean, the deeper the be, the like the bigger the ship. I'm not sure. Yeah, but <laughs> also he's not very tall, isn't he? I thought he's not. That's what I wrote down as a note. Like, yeah, I thought in my in my memory he's taller. Like, I actually mm-hmm. thought, oh, he, you know, yeah, when I specifically when he's standing yeah. next to Spock, yeah, because yeah, I think right. he yeah. was just a tall dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, and he's that, probably that's why tiny. he has Most to actors, kind of strut absolutely peacock a little bit i right. guess yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but it is too, like most actors are kind of tiny though too if you like see them yeah. in real life men men and women they're like yep. w- weirdly small with gigantic heads right. um, <laughs> that's true yeah it's absolutely true has to has to um, capture it you know on the camera the huge heads mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, okay, sorry, I just wanted to talk. I know we skipped it, but I Oh just, no, it's a great shirt. Listeners it's, need to look for the V. Yeah. It's the I yeah. think it's the equivalent of like you know when like Captain Picard has like his suit unbuttoned and there's like there's there's the gray um yes, the, shoulder the shirt underneath. Gray. Mm-hmm. That's like that, you know, next gen one to this one for Kirk. It's like it's like the the yeah. captain's casual Sunday outfit, I mean, you know. Hmm. I think if they could have gotten away with him not wearing a shirt, they would have went with it. I'd have been fine with that. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's pulled off before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, uh, so we're in so the we're bar. Back to the bar. Yeah. So two and, uh, huge things happen in the bar. Uh, the second is the bar fight. The first is the conversation about the Klingons um, mm-hmm. and why they look differently. Um, so. They did kind of just skate over the idea here because they didn't mm-hmm. really have an answer. It's later explained mm-hmm. in Enterprise exactly what happens to the Klingons. Okay, and, and isn't it a combination of what um, the others are assuming? Right? Yeah. Like what Bajir, right? And they, Odo, I think, say on this episode they just put that together to explain it later on. Exactly. They use mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. this moment to to. <laughs> Like actually make it canon later, which is pretty good. Yeah, it's it's like mm-hmm. literally half a viral mutation and half genetic like alteration. I forget the exact reasoning why. I didn't read oh. too much into it. But I, I loved how they handled it though. Yeah, it was funny. Warf, it was like Worf is just like, ah, we don't talk about it with outsiders. Right. Yeah. Moving it was great. on. It was funny. It was yeah. perfect. Because like, so I really love that they mention it. Yeah. I really yeah. love that yeah. they didn't just glide over it. I, I think mm-hmm. it's it's actually more fun this way that they and then and I was fine. I remember watching it and being fine with that, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. 
it's 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 fun yeah, yeah. i think that's why should... oh sorry go ahead explain that like so klingons are on the station now like up until this yeah. point they've been talking about how klingons are coming and they're sort of peaceful right like kirk has a relationship with their commander that's somewhat friendly bit. yeah or at, at the very least respectful oh, okay. right right so, so I, was, so I was wondering why they were there right yeah uh someone explain i think dax explains that like they're so they find out like who the guy is that's coming and dax explains that she remembers a story of kirk and this guy like exchanging jibes essentially yeah and so i think i'm not sure if their relationship is so much friendly as it is more like respectful because the klingon see kirk as like a good warrior so they are right. somehow like on the station and these klingons from the original series come into the bar and they if our listeners remember from original series the klingons in that series look way different yeah from klingons in tng forward yeah um so they're a lot humans of, sometimes they're like with like a british weird accent <laughs> yeah and sometimes like in blackface too which is really yeah. awkward mm -hmm. um but yeah. uh and they all have like goatees i think but they don't have a lot of like the forehead mutations they have nothing. Or they're right. just kind of like jerky humans yeah yeah right yeah um and um when Koloth is speaking mm -hmm. i don't know if it's just me and i'm not a native english speaker but his uh, um his accent sounded russian to me a little bit hmm. i think that's what they were going for because right? the klingons are basically yeah. russian stand-ins so yeah. at the time so, yeah, during Russians that time the bad yeah. Guys, yeah right yeah so yeah good 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 catch on that yeah hmm. um <laughs> uh just just because they mentioned it in the little documentary I uh, uh -huh. I saw, the Klingon outfits mm -hmm. uh, were actually preserved from 30 years ago. Oh, that's great. With that's the awesome. exception awesome. of the belts. The belts are actually just spray-painted gold bubble wrap. Oh. <laughs> if you're like... <laughs> that's and so like awesome. One, you'll, you won't unsee that's it so after that. Okay. But I, I didn't notice it the first time, so I guess it works. Okay. You know, yeah. they, they made TV to be watched once, you know? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I, I get it. I mean, like... Oh, my God. If you go back and watch, like, the original Star Wars special features, like, George Lucas used, like, solo cups and, like, painted them, like, like stacked mm -hmm. them up to make, like like engine coils like it's so i i love stuff like that that stuff's great yeah so yeah, uh, yeah. I, it kind of just makes me sad that like people know that pe things will be watched for years after it's created right so now they actually have to like put in the the work and right. like make all the details right yeah i wish you know there was more just like people aren't going to notice because it's going to fly by and they'll never see it again that's what makes great <laughs> so movies. that we could specifically <laughs> go see it again and notice but right that's why oh, like well. you know troll two is so good because it's like it's that for a whole movie you know it's like mm -hmm. it's like yeah. maverick filmmaking it's great um go watch troll two if you haven't seen it Everybody. um <laughs> yeah so i so before we get to the bar fight i just want to say that's why i think i love this episode is because they don't avoid those weird moments like why are the klingons like that like they just go with it and i think it's mm -hmm. a lot of fun because of that it's like they're, they're not trying to hide their answers it's just like yep star trek did that and yeah. we have yeah, to they, own it <laughs> like they don't you know. go the convenient way they they like exactly. make an effort and going mm -hmm. into detail right and i, I really yeah. like appreciate when shows do that like they i like, also like yeah. odo with the triple i wanted to say like yeah. i think that's a cute scene that was really cute <laughs> yeah yeah i like that one too yeah absolutely there's a similar moment in the original with uh, Spock with a triple, 
He's like, mm-hmm. even though my emotions don't allow me to like feel <laughs> like love for something, like then he, he looks down, like pets it a little bit. It's really, it's really, really sweet. <laughs> um, yeah. So, okay. Yeah, actually, oh, I, was, I was wondering. So, there's a lot of carrying of tribbles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I don't know why. Because they're also like walking on the other triples, right? They like, they can move. I think they're like like snail's pace. Like they they can move no, slowly. I, I, yeah, I'm just talking about like people are like carrying like more than they can carry. Like hold, oh yeah, while also they're, they're, the floor is littered with them. They're soft and cute. I, you want to you want to carry them, right? I mean, I don't know. I guess. <laughs> I didn't understand that either because I feel like they didn't have to like pluck them one by one. You could probably just take a broom and like scoop them. sweep them, yeah, like scoop yeah. them around. <laughs> like I don't know, yeah. they don't oh, have to put up much of a fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, vacuum, vacuum would work perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So the bar fight in the original triples episode is really good and funny the, the way it starts. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't seen it, like Scotty basically instigates. Well, no, the Klingon starts it the with Klingons. words, but then Scotty just goes all out. Um, this episode does a really good job with meshing that fight with the new characters. That must have been really hard mm-hmm. to do because, like, guys who, like, fly off screen, like, then are, like, new actors playing the same roles, fighting, mm-hmm. like, like uh, Worf and everything. It's really well done. <laughs> really well. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I heard from, from Dennis Madalone. Our oh stunt God! Our favorite guy. Uh, did, sorry, not, guy. I might have heard from him like he contacted me did, or something like that. Oh, but oh, I, I, I was really hoping that's what you meant. Yeah. You. <laughs> Damn oh, it. Like, no. He wrote you back. <laughs> no, Damn it. that would have been like the highlight of my life. No. Um, <laughs> Dennis Madalone uh, explained how he had to teach everyone to fight like it was from the sixties. That's awesome. Because apparently, mm. like, he was very proud of his like modern fighting. Yeah. Uh, so he, he just had like every, cause like in the original, uh, barroom fight, uh, there's a lot of like missed punches that are very obvious. Yeah. Yes. And he's like, no, 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 my, my, my guys are trained. They would never do that, <laughs> but I'm going to have to like <laughs> show them how to like do these like wild swings and like everything just so that you wouldn't have two different styles of fighting right. in the mm-hmm. same scene. Right. I thought that was really neat. Yeah. I wouldn't have yeah. imagined anyone would have put that much thought into it. Right. No, mm-hmm. it's 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 super but cool. He's he's a national treasure, so he you know, is, he did it. Yeah. I, I think we need to do like and I'm being totally serious, I think oh. we need to do a whole episode on just like his life. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like a, re- I mean, like a like, revisit? Just yeah, just like we need we need to like listen to listen to the song on here, go over his whole life. I, I think he is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Yeah. Get the karaoke version, Absolutely. sing it all together. I, It'll be I perfect. Think, I think we will. Oh. Um also so they they see that the fight is is building up. Right. Mhm. And I would assume if you're worried about messing up your timeline and erasing all of your existence and all that kind of stuff, you wouldn't yeah. punch the original people in the face, but they jump in voluntarily. Like they could have left. Mm-hmm. Uh, true. They're into it. True. I don't get it. Don't and get then it. then they get caught. You know, they, they get mm-hmm. this like right. huge Starfleet guy, um, like that's so, so funny. That guy, the buff guy, yeah, yeah. that guy was the like buff super guy, buff. It, Holy shit! He looks like, to me, I think, yeah, he he looks to me like a thumb. 
a little bit like his profile it's like if you turn your thumb sideways yeah. and you're looking at it's actually the profile yeah. of your wow. thumb like, he was a beefy that's kinda, guy that's kind of what yeah but he's like all traps no neck you know what i mean yeah. i don't know he's a beefy dude but yeah his profile looks like the profile of a thumb everybody yeah. just i think just so you know they really wanted this lineup scene where they all lined up and Kirk is talking to them. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's, Dan, to your question, why they took part in this fight. Yeah. I feel mm -hmm. like it was also because the producers kind of wanted that, like to have mm -hmm. them in the lineup. Yeah. Absolutely. I guess. That's my guess, um, which yeah. is also a funny scene, I think. So. Yeah. yeah. I, I, Can we I'll talk a little bit about in that scene how, how Scotty basically like boldface lies to Kirk, like to his face? Exactly. Right? And, why and why does him. he have any reason to lie? Well, I mean, I'm sure there's more consequences and he'd be further into the timeline messing if yeah. he was like No, no, no. Took no, the but fall Scotty for starting the fight. Isn't, isn't Scotty oh, 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 in the sorry, lineup? I, th I thought you said O'Brien. My bad. Okay. Oh, well, no, no, no. Yes. Yeah, no, O'Brien shouldn't. Yeah, yeah, but isn't uh, Scotty check off, in the lineup? Right? Yeah. Chekhov and Scotty Chekhov. are in the lineup, right? Okay, it's, sorry, Chekhov, well, yeah. If you watch yeah. The, one of them. If you watch the original episode, um Chekhov lies to protect Scotty. And then once mm -hmm. everyone leaves the room, Kirk talks to Scotty afterwards, and then then Scotty owns up to it. So okay, so he does he does tell him like uh, one minute later that he started the fight. It so, is kind of weird but, though, because like, but Scotty's lower officers like watch him lie to the commanding officer. Well, I think it's the which whole. I like, think is weird. I think it's like the you know like like the I am Spartacus thing where it's like you know yeah. no one no one yeah. owns up to it because you know yeah, yeah i guess Kirk, yeah okay, Kirk sure. is not known for his his temperate picardness right so i'm sure he would well, no, no one would want to like reasonably exactly. explain yeah. right uh, yeah all cool. right yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah um so there they so, line him yeah. up and ask yeah. yeah so kirk is walking through and asking like okay who started the fight who started mm -hmm. the fight no one says anything and then they let o'brien and uh bashir go Right. Correct. They go back to their yeah. quarters and then, mm -hmm. right. Um, now simultaneously to this is when they do catch the guy, um, bring him back to the defiant. And that's when he tells them his plan. Um, so we finally know that a bomb is in a dead tribble somewhere <laughs> and, uh, poor, poor little guy. Um, well, we we're hoping it's dead. Well, yeah, he right. died naturally. Be yeah. really painful. <laughs> he waited. Um, he waited for it to you think die. He waited? And uh, okay, I, yeah, I, taxidermy. Taxidermy. I, so. <laughs> I hope so. Um, so now they know what their mission is. They have to go search over a million tribbles uh, on the Enterprise and on the space station um, in order to find the bomb. Yep. Um, Which would take a very long time. So right. at, at this point. Worf is written out of the episode. Basically, yes. And I'm not entirely yeah, sure you, why. Like, they, they say, oh, he's allergic. Yeah. But uh, yeah. none of the other Klingons seem to be. It was a little strange. Yeah. Like I thought it was just because he hated Tribbles so much. Yeah. True, true. Because he does explain oh, the whole so he, like Tribble Klingon warfare. No, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But Worf wouldn't need to lie about that. But the other thing that I was thinking is they could, instead of doing that, they could have written him out by saying that Tribbles don't like Klingons and he's, he's disguised as a non-Klingon oh, right now. That's true. That's a good so, point. So like yeah. they could have been like, oh, if, if Worf goes looking for this Tribble, it's going to like give away his cover essentially. Mm -hmm. But they that's don't. True. They say oh, that, that he's have... allergic. Yeah. yeah. That would have made more sense. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Well, interesting. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
So everyone beams back to either the ship or the space station to scan as many tribbles as they can. Um, that's really all that happens until they find it. it. I mean, like, I mean, they, they're basically, <laughs> yeah, basically just well. Yeah, Dax. Dax recognizes Bones from True. back whenever Dax was. A oh different yes, Dax. yes. This moment is yes. pretty good. At and Southern implies Miss. very heavily yeah. that she fucked him. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> she's, she's just having a blast. Uh, I, I love yeah. her old lives. Dax. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So the last couple episodes we've reviewed in DS9, Dax has been very prominently featured. And each of them, she talks about who she boned, basically. Yeah. <laughs> or who she's I, currently boning, who she wants to bone. Like, I it's, it's a little interesting. love that about Dax because she is the, like epitome of what I, when I think about the free love future. She is a strong willed mm-hmm. person, like mm-hmm. super proud with who she is and screws a lot. And that's fine. <laughs> like there's nothing wrong with that. She's a strong character. She can do what she wants. Plus like you'd think you know? like base rate wise for someone who's lived that long of a life, like it wouldn't make sense if they had not had a lot of sex. Right. But even and- so she's like past <laughs> that. Like there's, yeah. there's like, there's that, like there's that number. She's like, yeah. you know, like, times times like five you know yeah and I, I agree that for me growing up watching uh tng mostly yeah and then getting into deep space nine uh in terms of the female characters and male mm-hmm. main characters um i love dex like and yeah. i still think she's a great for exactly the same reason that you just said like she's more than a prop yeah and she's mm-hmm. not like uh um diana walking around like having feelings not knowing what to do <laughs> right, with them right 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 or, um, <laughs> exactly you know i think yeah and i think um major kira is i like i also like her a lot i don't like in the first two seasons mm-hmm. of ds9 where she's just angry all the time right right <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. her only emotion absolutely so I, yeah i think um i just thought dex was a bit awkward this for this i don't know for this episode yeah, she was like a little too infatuated I, Maybe I, I don't know what it was. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. about this. I, I think it might be because inserting that role for her, like in other episodes, maybe works a little better because those episodes have more complex plot, plot points. In this mm-hmm. one, there's like there's literally only like five points of plot. Yeah, the, they're yeah. like they're on a ship, guy, bar, problem, res- resolution. Like right. it's like very right. simple. So like when you insert this, like her doing that, I think. It's not that it is so out of character or over the top in comparison to her other stuff. It just it becomes way amplified because there's nothing yeah. else to focus on. And I yeah. think that I think that actually might be the problem. It's just like and wait, maybe, it sort of um, seems odd given the context. Yeah. Um, yeah. And maybe there's a bit more um, of overacting happening. I don't know if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Sure. Because the the original series has more overacting because yeah, I, like that's how we feel now. I, you know that's how i feel when yeah. i watch mm-hmm. it um because it's yeah. just a different style of acting also so maybe mm-hmm. it was intentional even right that they yeah. went a bit over yeah. the top Could be. just to make right. it seem and I think, seamless and i think some of the overacting too like accounted for the time and again like the limitations of the technology because the cameras weren't as good at like maybe picking up subtleties and in, in movement and face and voice yes, and like all that yes, kind of stuff. So totally. it was like, you have to deliver a little too much. And yeah. then they were probably instructed to do so. Like you mentioned yeah. to match. So it's, it's possible that it just doesn't, it doesn't translate like exactly the same way. Yeah. Um, that's true. But it does come, it does seem like very over the top in the moment right now. Um, Cause she talks about knowing him at Southern miss. 
Yeah. Which was weird to me because I was like, when was he at Southern? Like, I always just assumed that all the Starfleet officers like go to Starfleet Academy and then do their thing. Yeah. But apparently he maybe was he at a regular university at some point. Yeah. Maybe he did his undergrad yeah. there. Who knows? Yeah. And then went to medical school at the Academy or something. Who knows? Um, right. But yeah. So somehow she was on Earth judging a gymnastics competition which yes. is great like that's At the most random Southern shit ever Miss. i love it and i was just Holy like what yeah. i love it, <laughs> it <was> so weird. <laughs> she could have just been like i lived on earth for a while in southern mississippi yeah <laughs> I, I, oh, in Hattiesburg. I think it's in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Yeah, oh, nice. Just happened to be there for a little while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah. we meet the previous hosts in one of the DS9 mm -hmm. episodes. Yep. That's actually, I personally like a lot. Yeah. Um, so we meet that gymnastics person um, in <laughs> yeah. that episode. So. Yeah. Is it, do they cover their gymnastic talent in that episode or is that just. I, I don't implied? remember. I just remember. I, I don't even remember who, who was the host. Um, I think it's Lita. Who, oh, really? Like, okay. uh, that's too complicated, maybe. But yeah. So, um, the hosts of uh, why uh, like Trill Ritual, uh, Dex mm -hmm. can meet the previous hosts, and um, mm -hmm. the other crew members or people on DS Nine, they play those ho like they right. get infatuated with those hosts. If that makes sense, mm -hmm. like their yeah. spirits okay. or whatever go into them. So Quark is like um. <laughs> A female host yeah and it's actually I, I, yeah that's an episode that i really like and so we meet that gymnastics person yeah yeah okay that's pretty yeah. actually yeah right. i bet they weren't even a gymnast they were just judging yeah they were judging Dax oh right is a huge that's right celebrity whore. celebrity you know, <laughs> yeah. Yes, you know. yeah i like her line though she's like he had the hands of a surgeon and i'm right. like oh. okay so they're so steady awkward. they're very steady hands i love it is that what you're saying there there's a book called the lives of dax where it has short Ooh, stories from each hi. um life that's awesome the library that, sounds fun. that i work at has it i'm gonna go check it oh. out and see if that tale is that story and oh, I will. Oh, that would be amazing i bet you be so it almost cool. has to be like how could yeah. you not write that that would um, be really great yeah if so, it's all about her yeah meeting mccoy in southern in hattiesburg mississippi right at a gymnastics so, so i will uh report back with that because i'm gonna and go do we, find out, do we find out that he was a gymnast i hope so god i hope Ooh, so that would be great that'd be great yeah. <laughs> definitely that like awesome. then i saw him on the pommel horse and i couldn't take my eyes off had, had to have it had to have it <laughs> absolutely all right. Yeah. So I think we're now at a scene where the the iconic tribbles falling onto yeah. Kirk's head. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My question is, why was he opening what I think was supposed to be a grain solo, grain silo? Which yeah, like, it would have been grain falling on his head. If right. Right. This wasn't the surprise. Well, he was checking. He might have died. Poison grain, right? Like that's what he was looking for for the for the. Yeah, but it, the poison. Why didn't the grain if there fall was poison? It would I think, fall. I guess on his the head. tribbles. The, the tribbles ate it all. Right. Right, right, but yeah. Dan's right. saying that his if he thinks that he's there's right. grain inside, there would have been grain and he everywhere. also has a conjecture <laughs> that it's poisoned. Then what he was doing was volunteering to dump poison grain on his own. He head. wouldn't have to pick it up; somebody else would. He'd Which, just be like, oh, even there's the grain. Pick that shit up." <laughs> There's obviously another door to the room because that's where mm -hmm. Dax and Cisco walked in. Mm -hmm. Yes, it doesn't make a lot of <laughs> Wait, sense. They get in from the yeah. top, right? Yeah, they go in from. So yes, right. so Dax and Cisco realize that the Tribble <laughs> is probably in this grain silo. So they enter it, and there is a door underneath that looks like it's supposed to release the grain, but also it looks like if you were to do that, it would release it directly into the hallway of the ship. 
Yeah. So I'm not sure why it wouldn't release into like a catch bin or something. Um, it's, they, they just didn't think about it in the Kirk 60s. Kirk doesn't care. And yeah. Do yeah. yeah. Um, and they're searching around until they find it. And, and mm-hmm. simultaneously, they're cutting to the scenes where Kirk is trying to open the outside doors of the grain bins, essentially. Right. right? right. Yeah. I did find it funny that when like Dax is like throwing them over her head. They're then mm-hmm. using the old footage, and they fall on Kirk's head. I thought that, that was pretty pretty well done. It was funny. Well, the problem was that, that was, all the tribbles, yeah. the coloring is off. So all the tribbles that fall on Kirk's head are all like a brown color, and then the ones they use in the green silo are like all different colors. Um, oh, so that well. was like a very tiny incontinuity that I definitely noticed. And I was like, actually, oh, okay. the tribble they show that has the bomb. Like before mm-hmm. they find it, they zoom in on it, right? Like yeah. the camera zooms mm-hmm. in. That's a different yeah. color than the one they actually right. find. Yeah, isn't yeah. it like a little bit more like like red when they zoom in on it? And then yes, exactly. Yeah. And the yeah. other one is more grayish, yeah. which is mm-hmm. fine. Well, I mean, yeah. The, the reason they Whatever. had Dax yeah. throw the like individual ones is because mm-hmm. one criticism of the original triple episode is right. that like they didn't really fall consistently. Right. <laughs> like why so would they keep falling? They, they act they actually that was awesome like they they came up with a reasonable explanation mm-hmm. as to why a random one or two would fall after the initial uh, right. rush and it's because yes. dax was up there being an idiot right and yeah. that's awesome that yeah. is pretty good actually yeah yeah um so they find cool. the bomb yeah they find yeah, it that's really it. they yeah. uh they they beam it out into space which does no one hear this explode or well not 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 hear it but does no one see sensors sensors don't pick this up like a huge explosion (laughs) because yeah and they it looks to me as if they explode it like kind of well pretty close to the ship pretty close to the space station yeah yeah Yeah. and the problem with less than a mile yeah (laughs) yeah like the problem with exploding something like in just in space in general is like when you create space junk it's moving really fast right because it's moving through a place that gives it no nothing no force to work against so right. like the likelihood of all that space junk like hitting the ship and the station and causing like severe damage is pretty high yeah like they should have maybe exploded maybe. it somewhere farther away or uh, I mean, a different quadrant yeah so, I, don't know. I just thought it was funny that like the enterprise or the space station didn't pick up any like uh captain there's a explosion outside <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's fine. yeah whatever okay it's fine. um yeah <laughs> um uh yeah, so they oh. uh essentially after this um they could leave, but uh Cisco voluntarily um goes to the bridge of the Enterprise and mm-hmm. just says uh you know, it was an honor to uh serve with you uh Captain Kirk. Um this footage is from another episode uh where they splice in um Cisco Kirk in place of someone else. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, I kind of figured that was the so case. It's like a little yeah. awkward because Kirk doesn't say like, "Oh, nice to meet, nice to meet you, Cisco." Uh, mm-hmm. It was just like, "Okay, thank you, bye." But but you know that's yeah. but that's fine. <laughs> like I I, I yeah, they, it was like it was nice what they were trying to do there. Yeah, yeah. I get yeah. why why they did it from a fan perspective, right. but right. Cisco. That was a terrible decision. It was. Like, it was pretty yeah. bad. Because mm-hmm. like, a lot of things could have ne- gone wrong. Yeah. Now yeah. that I don't have why to be in this Why didn't he use timeline. a fake name? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Why didn't he use why? a fake name? his real name. Exactly. <laughs> like I mean, Ben Frisco or something. Right. Like, I don't know. <laughs> ben Frisco. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But no, that's, so that's a valid yeah. point. Because, like, oh, I mean, just, just for, like, just for 
curiosity's sake, what if Kirk would have later gone and looked up Cisco, and he wouldn't well, no, show Cisco up? Cisco wouldn't have existed back then, right? Yeah. So, but would yeah, Kirk but find it, that weird? Like, who is this person serving on my ship? Oh, well, yeah, because he doesn't exist. <laughs> like, he gives him you know, the duty roster. That's true. He yeah, he, he gives him the duty roster and me. yeah. He doesn't strike me as a leader that like learns all of his subordinates' that's, names. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a very he, good Cisco, point. Yeah, Cisco does explain that he's just temporarily assigned there too. Um, yeah. yeah, true. But still, yeah, yeah, Kirk wouldn't get a crap about have that. Looked. He just yeah. he'd be like, okay, see <laughs> yeah. ya, whatever, fine. And this is where the 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 time cops essentially do the opposite of their job mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Yeah, correct. applaud and forgive <laughs> his willing <laughs> risk. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, they're basically revealing that they're just a plot device at this point, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, right. It's fine. Yeah. I, I didn't, like, that didn't bother me that much actually. Yeah. Um, they're like they were yes. caricature too, right? Like both they, of them. So. They definitely were because one mm-hmm. one was a serious mm-hmm. cop, one was the one was like the the yeah. lax lenient cop. Um, yeah, and the one like I think you you said earlier, Catherine was like, yeah, I would have done the same thing. Like probably not mm-hmm. if you're in the time cops but whatever Cop, you're part of the time bureau <laughs> yeah that just observes time yeah. doesn't do anything else yeah. with it so Easiest job. just live your life very yeah. simple job just your like, job okay. is to move yeah. at the forward through time yeah. at the speed of time i <laughs> <Right. laughs> get paid i'll do that I get if, paid. If, yeah. if the timeline had been changed they would not only be unaware of it but they'd be unable to do anything about it so yeah mm-hmm. it's it's just yeah, I, I don't understand their, their job. Well, I, I do believe, and I do not know the science of this, that the temporal division has ways to monitor changes in timelines. So even though they might not feel it, they have like some scientific doodads that can show like this changed. How? Okay, I don't but, know. But, but yeah. say, say you discovered you're on an alternate timeline. Right. Unless you're and. planning on fixing it, mm-hmm. like... It, it, it it literally doesn't matter. I know, mm-hmm. I know. I, I, I'm like, just saying. Yeah, I know. I right. No answer. Answer, Newman. Right. It's, it's your job. <laughs> Tell us but what I, it is. I don't think it's <laughs> their, right. I don't think it's their job to go back and change it. Their job is just to monitor the changes that have happened for right. whatever reason. I do not know. Fine. They report to the time captain somewhere like planet. i think uh yeah i feel like maybe if you change the timeline dramatically like you kill somebody right. very important maybe there are repercussions right, and it's right. really like to scare people into not doing crazy stuff exactly. if they're time traveling i don't know because they're on voyager like there are more episodes about time and time travel and mm-hmm. eradicating a whole species from time and see what happens right. so um this seems to be something where they're like yeah we have to investigate it but you know it's kind of like doesn't seem that major and right. i don't know it's still weird though i don't know yeah even if you like wiped out a species like they'd be fine in the other timeline i I don't know. Whatever. True. I, true. There's no well, correct answer to this. You know, but just to say, uh, once the time police leave, um, there's a potential huge ramification for the future because oh, yes. because so it say it's it's said in the episode that the Klingons basically wiped out all of the Tribbles, um, but not anymore because now <laughs> the Tribbles are all over the space station. Mm-hmm. So yeah. right. They've basically reintroduced a population back into known space and 
So do and, they just take them to and, a planet and and it's a wildly invasive species, right? So where mm-hmm. do like, you they, they they they've ruined civilizations? Yeah, yeah. And like and, if you think about it, they they when they brought rabbits to Australia, right? Like when you bring a species mm-hmm. into an environment where there are no natural enemies and things like that. Sure, mm-hmm. right? Like there was this plague yeah. of rabbits in Australia that On ate the, all the um, grass and right. <laughs> Yeah. On the Wastelands. Galapagos Islands, too, that was a mm-hmm. big problem that wiped out a lot of the turtles. Those mm-hmm. like the special turtles there it was pigs. Like sailors would leave pigs there, let them, and then it was like every time they would pass by, they would pick up a pig to eat, and then sort of like started this yeah invasive, terrible pig species yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. So in What's my in my like head cannon for for the, mm-hmm. for for the show, they just like mm-hmm. dedicate like a hangar bay to the tribbles. It's like they they don't don't feed them a ton. Put like a little like water fountain in there so they can drink. Maybe yeah. they sterilize them too. Exactly. Yeah. And now, and now, Ooh, and now like it would be people. like it would be like a ball pit. Like exactly. Anyway, yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. You yeah. just jump in there for a little while. Exactly. So that's oh, what man. I picture. That sounds awesome, actually. That does. That sounds really yeah. nice. So that's what I picture they 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 did. Like they just have like a nice little triple room. So. Oh my god. Yeah. Awesome. And that's our episode. That's the episode. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. all. That's that all right. Um. So. Yeah. No. Go ahead. I uh I did a little bit of research. Awesome. And. Uh, Paramount uh, promoted this episode for a long time, like three months before they aired it, mm-hmm. and placed wow. uh, 250,000 tribbles in subways and buses across the United States. Oh, that's awesome. Uh... Which it would be really cool if you're a Star Trek fan. Yeah. And oh, really yes. annoying if you weren't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of like tribbles, I guess, are meant to be. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty funny. Uh, the, one of the writers... Uh, thought that got kind of got the idea for this kind of like crossover type of filming technique because mm-hmm. Forrest Gump had p- pioneered the uh, technology a couple of years earlier. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, that's right. And really the only other thing I found is that uh, in the bar before the fight, the mm-hmm. guy that O'Brien mistakes for Kirk mm-hmm. was Kirk yeah. was Shatner's stunt double in the original series. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. I mean, oh, wow. that's kind of fun. It, it's only a fun joke if you know that, so I'm not really sure. That's awesome, that though. Yeah, played to the audience. It didn't, but now that didn't you know, land. yeah, it's yeah. right. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Cool. That's yeah. That's that's uh, what I found out about the episode. That's awesome. Cool. So, uh, right. was it was Deep it dives. worth your voyages, um, Catherine? Since you're the guest, you may go first. Was it was it worth okay. the voyage? Uh, yes, I would say yes for. Awesome. A lot of the positive reasons that you all mentioned. Um, yeah, not for the plot, I would say, <laughs> sure. but for everything else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Beth? Uh, I agree. Yeah, I agree with Catherine. So it's it, it's fun. The Even just the nostalgia is fun of it. Yeah, the, the plot's not great um, or complex in any way, but... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's of the ones we've reviewed, especially lately, it's 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 good. I think you should definitely watch it. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh I uh, more more yes than no. It's it's a barely yes because <laughs> the time stuff is unforgivable. The time stops <laughs> are pointless. Okay. I love I love knowing about Bashir's attraction to his ancestors. Great. I, th- I thought great. that was great. <laughs> yeah. But in general, I thought uh it was a well-made episode. And uh, it was lighthearted, so that's easier to digest than one that was to be like take itself seriously about yeah. time travel. 
So yeah, Newman. Cool. Um, yeah, like I said earlier, I think it really nails what it's trying to do. Um, I know it's fan service and some people don't like that kind of stuff, but I do. So, um, uh, it, 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 you know, it was the, the, 30th anniversary um they had to do something special i'm glad they chose a light-hearted one to revisit because it would have been weird to kind of make like a uh touching tribute to star trek with like an old one that was like a serious one it just i, I don't know mm-hmm. wouldn't really have like mm-hmm. meshed so yeah i mm-hmm. i love it it's definitely i think the best one we've done for this show mm-hmm. uh like hands down, um, <laughs> you know, so it definitely won't show up in the Hall of Shame or anything. Um, so yeah, I I think it's great, and uh, yes, for worth the voyage, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Ooh, also, I All would right. like to suggest uh, listeners to check out the little like half hour uh, making of episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only just because of I guess you know background whatever, but it's really uh funny or interesting to hear people brag about how good the technology is in 1996 sure Mm. yeah because in the context of being 30 years after the original it is awesome Mm -hmm. but seeing all the computers they're using is not super great now (laughs) which is good that's the way you know technology should continue to progress and all that stuff but it's just it's really awesome seeing a whole bunch of people like yeah we've unlocked the power now we're like amazing and it's not yeah yeah but it's i think it's cool because it it has been like 20 years now since they filmed it Mm. and it holds up so well uh, oh, yeah. Which is something that I thought I didn't like about Voyager with the CGI stuff they did, Ugh, which man, is a lot of times very horrible. Yeah. And it's uh, we talked about this when we talked about favorite movies last night, actually. Like uh, one of my favorite movies is Alien, like the first one. Mm-hmm. And the reason mm-hmm. that one ages so well is because they used real props. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. and that's the reason this one works, too, because they built the set and they put so much effort in it. So they had technology, mm-hmm. but they also used a lot of props which i think makes it work so well that's actually one of the big reasons why christopher nolan uses real props still Mm -hmm. he uses like very little cgi um and they still look amazing and the movies you know years later still look amazing yeah um but yeah so you can tell like it's a good it's it's very good filmmaking when you take the time to actually do that not that cgi is not time consuming expensive and people who do it aren't talented it's just it translates very differently i think yeah you you have Mm. to think about it in terms of like shelf life like go Mm -hmm. go back and watch like the scorpion king like it's like some of the worst (laughs) cg ever put it's it's amazingly bad and like i love it for what it is but like yeah it's it's like all those movies are just like yeah. for, for me the example is always uh spawn have you seen that yes oh, spawn. Yeah, yeah. Sure have. yeah yeah that's the one that like <laughs> sticks in my mind as the yeah as the least well aging yeah graphics absolutely is, but absolutely. like i think i know the exact scene you're talking about like like when he's in the hell <laughs> yeah it's so yeah, yeah freaking absolutely. good yeah. Oh my god. Oh boy. So if people wanted to hashtag at us, how how would they do that? Uh yeah, you can uh uh message us uh, at make it so so cast on Twitter. You can find us at our home on the web, make it so so podcast.com. Or you could email us at make it so so podcast at gmail.com. 
And if you want to support us uh, with a little bit of uh, dollars thrown our way, we would greatly appreciate that. Catherine, thank you for doing so. Such, such, <laughs> that, sure. that very thing. Also, um, <laughs> if you send an email, you might end up being a guest. So that's right. Exactly. That's right. That's right. That works. This is this is this is proof, people. Nothing is impossible. Yep. Um, yeah. If you go to uh, Patreon.com, uh, make it so, so podcast. Uh, it's only a couple bucks, and you get. Bonus episodes, some special reviews. Uh, this month, I'm going to review the um, next installment in the Next Generation Mirror Universe comic book. Um, so I'm, exi- I'm excited to dive into that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and we thank all of our all of our patrons very much. Can Absolutely. I thank one thank listener? You. I want to mention one listener. Sure, I want to no. mention sure. Dave. Okay, so Dave. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Like this is this is all also for you because Dave is awesome and he he listens to all of your episodes and yeah. Dave is right. awesome. Yeah, thanks Dave. <laughs> he also uh, was the one who recommended our breakfast episode, so we appreciate that. Dave. Oh yes, Dave. Yeah. I I do and, not. Yeah. And, and, yeah. If he's willing to fly across the country, we'll have him on the show too. <laughs> Absolutely. That's that's, that's all it takes. You know, so it's all you, Dave. Travel not not included, but um, right. But, yes. yes, exactly. That's on but you. But you get to be on the show, so that's special too. Yes, all worth it. Oh, yeah. uh, where are we going next time? Oh yeah. So next time we are going. Uh, we're going back to DS Nine in the proper timeline, um, and uh, we are talking about the episode Fascination. Um, Lux Juana Troy uh, comes onto the space station. And uh, I see Catherine shaking her head because this is a bad episode. <laughs> um, I can't wait. Yeah. So, and it will finish out our season three. So, very excited about about that one. Yeah. All cool. right. And I just want to say, uh, Catherine, oh, thank you so much for for being on this episode. It was it was you're, yes. you're our, our our first guest star, and it went it went it went yeah. super well. So, thank you very much. Yeah. yeah thank thank you. you. So when Beth mm-hmm. mentioned it. Um, I was very stoked, so I'm so happy this worked out. Um, yeah, this was really fun. That's Thank great. you. <laughs> Thank you, cool. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Until next time, everybody. Thanks a lot. Bye. 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 Bye.